Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, all right, all right. Uh, yes, sweet home Alabama. Biggest story in sports right now in North America. Uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide making their way into the Final Four after ending Georgia's 29-game winning streak. Um in the NCAA SEC Championship. You're saying, Bob, what does that have to do with the Edmonton Oilers? Well, it was basically a bye week for the Oilers this week as Connor McDavid went into the Canadian Walk of Fame. Coming up on today's show, we're going to have a fun one. It's Mac T on Mondays, which is brought to you as always by Contract Equipment Limited, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Mac T's just making his way into the studio right now. He will join us at 5.15. Daily face-off strength, Cerevalli for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta with live standard bread racing taking place out at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino Friday and Saturday. Uh, for more information, head to thehorses.com. Uh, we'll hear from Frank at 6.05 today, and we'll have our update from the farm, the farm report with Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk for wave bathroom renovations coming down the pipe at 6.35. So lots to get to. We'll tell you that the River Cree Resort Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. Find holiday special menus on now in all three great River Cree restaurants like Tap 25 and 9.99 Turkey Dinner. You must be 19 plus. Reserve now at rivercreeresort.com. River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text me on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott is with us as well. Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. Brendan, lots of sports on this weekend, obviously. NCAA college football uh, dominating uh, the talk and the spin cycle on Saturday, Sunday, and indeed even today on all the ESPN shows down in the States. The NFL, uh, we had the Eagles and uh, get and shellacked at home by the 49ers. Uh, Frank Cervelli is going to have a quick comment on that. What would you end up? Uh, I went to the Golden Bears game Friday night. Uh, was that in the building for the Oil Kings? The start of that one as well. Lots going on. Yeah, I mean, my I said last week, I'm a Washington Huskies football fan through so, and through. So this has been a pretty fun uh, little time to ride with them. And uh, we see on Friday night, they they get it done once again. Nine and a half point underdogs against They're going to get pounded by Texas. They're yeah. going to get destroyed by Texas. I don't know. Maybe they can gunsling with Oh, well, maybe you can Let's get see. Warren Moon on the show. How does that sound? Let's go get Warren. Well, what do you think? Can we Why do you have to stomp all over everything, man? There's no need for that. We don't need Warren Moon. Let's get Warren on it. He is a great guy by the way. He'd love that you're a Washington Huskies fan. That is so cool. Now, are you a Seahawks fan as well? Just to, No, no. See, there. You're a Texans the, fan. <laughs> there we go. There. Derek Scott is saying, Bob, I'm a, I'm a Seahawks fan. Uh, yeah. So, by the way, I don't know if you saw the graphic. The minimum price to get into the SEC championship game was $350. The minimum price to get into the Pac-12 championship game was $15. I have a theory that SEC football in the South is like NHL hockey in the States. I actually believe if they... I'm going to ask Mac T this. I actually believe if they gave the seven Canadian teams, Brendan, the national TV money from Sportsnet and then let them keep their regional TV deals as well, um, the Canadian teams might be the seven richest teams in the league. When you think about it, like if it's a $400 million a year deal with Sportsnet, with NHL Hockey and Rogers, that's $60 million a year going to the Canadian teams. 
excluding what they do in like the Montreal Canadiens make 60 million a year regionally off their TV deal. They get a million bucks a game. That's what they get. You don't want to know how high the Canucks are, despite the fact that the Oilers had better television regional numbers last year than Vancouver. What do you think? Am I out to lunch? Could the, could the, could we, like could we have a super conference kind of like the SEC has become the super conference in NCAA football? Thirteen of the last seventeen champions, five different schools winning. The salary cap is the biggest differentiator, right? Because even like if you give the Canadian teams that money, that's fine. I'm sure you could convince players uh, as money talks to come up and play in these Canadian markets, but they're sort of stymied by the fact that every, everybody's yeah. paying them the same amount. So maybe we don't need a salary cap, and that's they never thought it'd be this profitable in Canada. That's my theory on it, right? And it's become that way. Five twelve in Edmonton. Brendan's done a great job putting a bunch of stuff together. We'll go to our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's the ability legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Chris Knobloch, the Oilers head coach. The Oilers on a five day break. We're going to go to the Oilers now. Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. Check out Direct Workwear's new FR Parka with enhanced warming features for only two hundred and seventy dollars. Here's Knobloch on the five-day break. Good and bad. I think the bad part of it is it can kill momentum. Um, thing guys were feeling really well about themselves, and it's much more enjoyable coming to the rink every day when you're winning. But I think more importantly, I think this break is good for us because I, we had a lot of guys that were on the brink of breaking down physically. We had a lot of guys that were nursing things and could use a couple days off. So that aspect, I think overall it should be good for us. Uh, yeah, uh, today Evander Kane and Darnell Nurse were back on the ice after they missed yesterday's practice. Leon Dreisaitl not on the ice today. Goalies workload right now. Uh, Calvin Pickard's got, got into two of the four games on the uh, Oilers' eastern road trip in the Oilers' last four wins. Stuart Skinner's gotten the call. You're in the Western Conference. You need two goaltenders. Here's Chris Knobloch on the need to manage a goalie's workload. Uh, I think you need two goalies in the way the NHL is right now. When you look in the past, the player goalies that are playing well at the end of the season typically have not had a really heavy workload. You know, in the past where you had goalies playing 70, 75 games, doesn't happen as much very much or as much anymore. Um, you want you want two good goalies that are ready and fresh and are able to give you strong strong games. Stuart Skinner, meanwhile, uh, 931 save percentage during the Oilers' four-game winning streak. He had these thoughts. Yeah, I think it's everybody. Um, I mean, yeah, huge credit to the guys in front of me. I think uh, I've said this probably 100 times, but um, the PK has just been really, really good, um, which is a huge, huge help for just being able to win games in general. So um, that's a that's a huge, uh, huge props to, to the forwards and the D really being committed on our uh, PK, on our power play uh, and just game, the game overall so it's it's been very uh, very good all right uh, and speaking of the penalty killing which is 20 for 21 since Matthias Janmark returned to the lineup the orders have basically cut to three forward sets on the penalty killing uh, starting with the game in Carolina where they, were, they went five for five. Uh, so, yeah, they, they at, through the Oilers' first 13 games this year, the Oilers had used 24 different forward combinations. And once the Oilers got back, uh, Yanmark and Connor Brown, they've really heavily relied on three sets of forwards. Here's Chris Knobloch on the resurgence of the penalty kill. Um, well, I think uh, I've mentioned it before. I think Stewie's doing a really good job on getting uh, a very clear message across on what to do and what the opposition's uh, planning to do and where their strengths are. Uh, but I think that's a big part of it. Another one is just 
how dialed in and focused the guys are. And when they did score that goal, you could see the guys upset. They were, oh man, we, we had a streak going. So there's a lot of ownership on that. And I think that's a very important aspect on having something that you're, you're good at is you, um, you're invested, you, you know the role, and you're most likely going to be um, executing it to your best ability. So Matthias Janmark is, ironically enough, his return to the lineup has coincided with a huge push. Mark Stewart's taken over the penalty kill, and Janmark had this to say on why the penalty kill's been so good lately. I don't know why exactly at the timing, but I think you always go through stretches uh, during the year where you're, you're co- like confidence is a big big thing in the penalty kill, both from the goalie, the players. Uh, you're just confident in what you can give up and you know where you're, where you're going to get the saves from. And then you'll also go through slides where it feels like whatever you do, the puck ends up in the in the back of your net. And we're kind of on one of those confident hot streaks right now. And to keep that going, you really got to bear down on the details. Sometimes they'll slip because you you rely on the goaltending or whatever. Uh, but yeah, like you said, we got scored on last game, so now we got to get back to, to the details and, and look what we can do better. All right, uh, Darnell Nurse, a guy that's taken a big step forward here of late as well. Paul Coffey helping out the defense. Chris Knobloch coaching the Edmonton Oilers are on a four-game uh, run right now. I like the way they look. I like the composure that they're playing with, but that's me. We're going to turn it over to MACT on Mondays with Craig McTavish. It's brought to you by Contract Equipment Limited, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Hello, MACT. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Good to be back. All right. What are you seeing with the coach, the new coach? Well, I think uh, the goaltending's been better yep. lately for sure. The stars are putting it in at a rate that they haven't throughout the year. Right. Their normal accustomed rate. The penalty kills at 93% over the last number of games, and the power plays at about 50%. So those four indicators to me seem like uh, we've turned the corner, and uh, the results are, are going to be fantastic if they're able to sustain that. I think uh, he's made some subtle changes, I, I would say. Uh, stretch passes and quick ups and transition that you and I have talked about before. It looks like it's certainly an emphasis of uh, Chris's and certainly would be an emphasis of Paul Coffey. Right. Um, the emphasis to make plays. Um, you know, there's a time and a place to lay it off the boards and get it out, but. Uh, you know, you have to have a high expectation of your defense to go back and make plays, uh, clean plays to the forwards. Because as we've talked about many times, all three zones are definitely connected. If you get out of the defensive zone cleanly, you use the neutral zone to build speed, that backs the defense off, you carry the offensive zone, and then that sets up your offensive zone play. So it all, offense is normally a byproduct of the way that you move the puck out of your own zone. Do you recall what, because uh, I know I mentioned Knobloch to you years ago, maybe even before you were GM of the team. I'm thinking as far back as maybe, when did you come back? It's uh, tw- uh, tw- a good question. Spring I've been two- back so many times. Yes. <laughs> Including I'm on not coming show. back again, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, a lot of people out there, there will be happy to hear there that. There we go. Uh, spring of 2012, you came back because you'd coached the 11-12 season for the Canucks organization. I did my best to try to get you an NHL head coaching job. I just, I, yeah. I, I personally, accidentally and purpose, bumped into the owner of the, the Minnesota Wild because you know he has the, the top floor at the hotel right next to the arena there, right? Yeah. And he always used to go down for, 
uh, you know, I, not that there's anything, you know, you and me actually had the <laughs> one time we had dinner. I remember what you and me had dinner. Well, we might as well say where. What it a was. mistake that was! St. Paul Hotel. Yeah. St. Paul. Remember the the bar at the they had. Yeah, that's a, no, it was that's great. A, it's a great. It's a great restaurant. I remember the name of the bartender there? Yeah, Mickey. Mickey. She yeah. used to. She was uh, a nice yeah, lady. Been there, a nice lady. Been there for a thousand yeah. years. Used to take care of Charlie and Billy, and uh, God knows how you snuck in there. Well, I'll never forget it because <laughs> the owners had played an afternoon game in Detroit, and it was on a. Saturday and it was five nothing after the first period and you lost eight one and and you looked at me I came and there was only one spot open at the bar and it was yeah. next to you and you looked at me and you said yeah, why not complete my day <laughs> after <laughs> losing eight one you said just this is just gonna just, just wrap when, it up perfectly you Sit said down, just, Bob. you said just what I thought Let's my talk day about the game just and what, what I did wrong <laughs> just just what I thought my day couldn't get any worse here you are yeah <laughs> go ahead grab a seat stop so anyways no uh, I, I remember you talking about Knobloch, uh when the Oilers were embroiled in the acquisition of Erie, right, helping them and, out and financially, yeah, that that uh, went sideways for whatever reason. Uh, I know got all that, their money back. The team, did, or, yeah, the Oilers got yeah, their money back. Yeah, but yeah, but they wanted the franchise, right. I think, and yeah. for some reason, it. I don't know. It was a more complicated story right. than we can get into today, but. Uh, anyways, I know that you were a fan of uh, Chris Knobloch's uh, back in those days, and even. My, my dealings with him were when we won the lottery in, uh, I was in Switzerland. Right. And I remember Scott Housen and I, it was the middle of the night, were, were uh, dancing up and down in the hallway and hugging each other and everybody came out of the room and we couldn't have been happier. And 10 days later, I was out of a job. <laughs> you weren't out of a job. You stayed in the organization. Oh, yeah. But I was out of my job. <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's funny how things work. But... Uh, when I, I talked to, because there, there was a bit of trepidation going into that. It didn't look like Connor was all that happy when the Euler flag turned around. Yes. I, I never really watched it. Lucky Bill, Bill Scott. Billy Scott and his lucky socks were there doing a fantastic job, as usual, for Billy. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I wanted to talk to uh, Chris, and Chris was, you know, he, he, he was very forthright, very honest, and... Um, no, no BS, and that's what I'm seeing in his early uh, uh, relationship with the team. Yeah, it's interesting because he won a W. He won a WHL title, Mac T, with a defensive team in Kootenay. Kootenay really couldn't bid on the top end. Let, let's face it; we all know how it works in junior hockey. There's certain teams like Quebec City, like London, uh, like Portland in the past, before uh, Gallagher, Bill Gallagher ran into some financial challenges, they would get the best Americans and often the best European players. And uh, that was not the case in Kootenai. Uh, It's not exactly an A market. And he took that team to a Memorial Cup through with defensive hockey. And then, obviously, some calls were made, and uh, he ended up in Erie, which does not often happen, where you see a, a good good young WHL coach in, in the OHL, and he completely changed how he coached to the players that he had. He coached a more offensive system. And well, when you have Connor... That's a good starting point. Strom... Yes. And the Radish brothers, <laughs> but but some but but Darren Radish wasn't supposed to be as good as he turned out to be. DeBrinket wasn't supposed to be as good as he turned. Connor Brown 
Those guys, yeah. Connor Brown went minus 72. Good year. hockey players. So. Right. And, and right. good NHL players. But, but so he played really a, good he, junior like, players. Like Connor's Connor. He's a once in a generation, you know. He may go down yeah. in a history match. He's the greatest player of all time. He's got to win, but he may yeah. be the most advanced player we've ever. Well, I think well, he's, yeah. he is the most advanced player we've ever seen. I, I, anyways, yeah. I just. But no, I'm not discounting what Chris did in Erie yeah. by any stretch. But he had uh, a load. He had some help. He gets back to the old line when the coach gets off the bus with the best Bear players. Bryant. Bear He's Bryant. normally the best, uh, the best coach in the game. And, uh, but they're, 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 I mean, that kind of minimizes the, uh, the importance of coaching because it is important in a lot of ways. There's no question. I think what happens is a really good coach takes an average team and makes them good takes a good team and makes them great and takes makes a sub-bar team and at least makes them competitive. That's what I think a really good coach does. Uh, Jay Woodcroft had the second best winning percentage in the NHL from when he came up on February 10th of 2022 until the start of the season. But he got off to a 2-9-1 start and the Oilers are digging their way out of it. Yeah. We'll talk about whether or not they can dig their way out of it uh, when we return after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. 911.